0: Don Schuller, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. At the Schuler Group, some of what we do, a lot of what we do as a matter of fact, is to really help with the internal workings of an organization, usually its people. That's why our motto and the title of this podcast is, When People Thrive, Companies Thrive. So a lot of the work that we do is to help people either individually or as teams or as leaders perform better, relate better, communicate better. And of course, sometimes that shows up in how do people work together as a team? And in the work that we've done for decades now, we've identified six dysfunctional team styles. And these aren't necessarily in any kind of order, it's just how they show up. So listen as I describe them and give examples and see if any of these or a smidge of any of these is showing up in your team or in your organization. First, let me define a team. It can be what you would call something like uh, the division, or a department, or your the group of people that you oversee or that you work with. So a team doesn't have to be that traditional sports team or even a sales team. It could simply be a group of people who normally work together toward common goals and um, and outcomes. So here are the six types of dysfunctional teams. The first one is a team that has no purpose. They're just doing what they do and they may not even know why they're doing it. And so they just do their, their individual work. They might come together and have staff meetings, department meetings, but there's no real cohesive sense of A deeper purpose. What that results in, the problem that that results in, is lack of engagement and and lack of real ownership and empowerment in the individuals and their roles and what they do and then of course bringing that together to the team as a whole. Second dysfunctional team style is everyone working as an island which means it's like little silos that pop up in a farmland. You've got this silo and that silo and they're not really connected. Everybody just does their own thing and supposedly they're all in the same division or department or even location, but yet there's no working together. That's not really a team. The third dysfunctional team style is chaos. And I'm sure you can imagine that means that just stuff isn't getting done, goals aren't being met, the results are horrific, and usually this is a result of having the wrong people in the wrong seats. So you've probably heard having the right people in the right seats usually means you have the wrong people in the wrong seats. could also be a problem with leadership and so that is probably the um, the one that needs to be addressed first before maybe any of the other styles that could crop up because more than one can can show up in a team division department staff etc the fourth dysfunctional team style is the i as in the letter i and this is where you have A person could be the leader. It could just be a very motivated person on the team who really does it all. And there are several layers of problems. Usually that I person, I'm just going to do it all myself, usually is because there's control or trust issues. You know, nobody else can do it as fast as I can. Nobody else can do it as well as I can. I might as well do it all myself and maybe some of that is is founded and is is legitimate and that's not a way to lead and that's not a way to be a team player honestly empower others to step up and take charge so another layer could be other people not feeling empowered or feeling like it really matters what they'll do because it's just going to get redone anyway um they're, you know, it's not going to be good enough anyway, so why even bother? The fifth dysfunctional team style is the bullying leader, the big bully, the one who just scares people into action. And so they're doing what they're supposed to do on the team, not out of a sense of empowerment or a sense of ownership, but out of fear. They don't want to lose their job. They don't want to get yelled at. They don't want to get degraded in front of the, the other employees or colleagues for all sorts of reasons. And that bully is bullying probably from a sense of inferiority and or ignorance on how to motivate others. Bullying is not the most effective form of motivation. And then the sixth dysfunctional team style is backstabbing, where everybody's all nicey-nice when they're in a meeting or when they're presenting results to the higher-ups, perhaps, similar situations, but yet behind the scenes, at the water cooler, in an email, in a text, there's that, did you see what he did? Did you see that she got all the recognition? Did you notice that? Or even um, even deeper, more cutting observations or actions. So these six dysfunctional team styles, as you can imagine, erode the effectiveness of the team. They're not working together powerfully. They may not even be working together at all. And so what that means is goals and objectives are not being met, not in a timely manner, not under budget, not with results that were hoped for and expected. And so it results in problems that are more organization-wide. And again, as I mentioned, more than one of these may show up. It may not just be one dysfunctional team style. There may be two or three. The other thing I want to point out is no team, no staff, no department, no company is perfect because they're run by humans. And we humans are wonderfully fallible. And so that means we're not perfect, and while we always want the best results possible and we want to be efficient, there's always layers of improvement. Work capitalize on your strengths. Work to those strengths. So how do you solve these dysfunctional team styles? Oh, and that's what I that's what I was going. That's where I was going with with what I was saying before is, see, I'm not perfect either, is that because nothing's perfect, people aren't perfect, organizations aren't perfect, that means there are probably some elements of these dysfunctional team styles that are cropping up in every team, in every department, in every division, in every location, and in every organization as a whole. So the key here is to identify that to look at, well, those six dysfunctional team styles, how are we seeing those manifest? Even if it's in small ways, how are they manifesting? And then, of course, taking steps to correct those. As you can imagine, with each dysfunctional team style, there are the, I, I hesitate to use the word corrections, but there are the steps to take to correct, to minimize, to even delete, to diffuse, so that those dysfunctional team styles are minimized, the dysfunctions are minimized, and so the steps taken, of course, um, while there's general steps to take, the how it plays out is very extremely variable because it depends on what the purpose of that team is, who's on the team, who's leading the team, is is there even leadership? And so all of those factors are in play. I invite you to really take an objective look at what's going on in your organization and see if any of these dysfunctions are cropping up or have cropped up. And then what can you do to minimize them? What can you do to bring in the opposite? Because, of course, for each dysfunctional team style, there is a corresponding functional team style. If this is something that you'd like to explore more, we would love to have a consultation with you about what you're seeing in your organization, whether it be with your employees, your teams, your staffs, and how we might be able to help. So please reach out to us at www.theshulergroupllc.com and sign up for a free consultation with us. Until next time, may you thrive.